Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. Welcome everybody to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller. Hey, uh, this is a weird podcast for me because the name of the podcast is We Do Recover with Jared Miller, but there's no Jared Miller. So today it's We Do Recover with Jared Miller without Jared Miller. Uh, Jared's on a little family vacation. I think they went to the, the I don't know if they went to the North Rim, but they South went Rim. to the Grand Canyon. South Rim, I asked him. Okay, he went to the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. I'm not that familiar with the Grand Canyon to know. That I'm guessing the South Rim is on the... That's South the Brady Bunch side, side of yeah. the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I know. I'm brilliant. I don't know what that means. The, the Brady Bunch episode took place on South. Oh, Rock. I don't remember a Brady Bunch episode. Yeah, I got that one. I got that really? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I watched a bunch of Brady Bunch, but I don't obviously remember. not that one. Yeah, they apparently went to the Grand Canyon. Well, let's remember this. I'm also really old. I probably saw it five times and still can't remember it. So it's all good. Hey, uh, let's start off with we have a new uh, new sponsor, uh, Recovery Strong. Recovery Strong is all about uh, fighting addiction and strengthening recovery. If you go to recoverystrong.com, right now they're promoting a couple of their products, their hoodies and their hats. And if you go there and punch in the promo code hoodie25, you'll get 25% off not just the hoodies, but also the hats. Um, And it's a perfect time of year to buy a hoodie. It's starting to get a little chilly. Uh, although not down here as much as where I am, but it's pretty cold up where I am at. So recoverystrong.com, go there, support them. They're a great sponsor for us, and they're all about fighting addiction and strengthening recovery. Uh, also, one of our longtime sponsors, Steps Recovery Center, where healing begins, where addiction ends and healing begins. Uh, Steps Recovery Center, if you happen to have a loved one that needs some help, and uh, that's a great place to send them. Reach out to them. Their phone number is 801-800-8142, Steps Recovery Center. Again, those folks are great. They do a really nice job, and uh, that's a great place to send a loved one to get some help. All right, let's get to some content. We got uh, a special guest in the studio. I know him by a name that's not his name, but his name's Will Alfin. But I know him by... Uh, Skippy Latroy. Skippy Latroy. That's a Facebook persona. Is that, I mean, a social media persona, not Facebook per it, se. It, it started on Facebook. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a social media persona. Tell us how that came to be. So, um, not in recovery at the time. Okay. Uh, I went to Warp Tour with my two sons. Who was playing that year? Uh, uh, I saw, Who do you remember? I, I remember... Billy Idol killing it at oh, like yeah. 95 years old or yeah. whatever. Holy cow. Billy um, Idol's 107 now. Yeah, Still killing it. I think it. so. Uh, yeah. uh, that, that's one I remember. Uh, Offspring. Okay. It was a good, good year. Yeah. Um, Facebook was, you know, I still had my MySpace page. Oh, then there you go. Facebook had a tent up and I'm like, oh, this flash in the pan. Well, I might as well go in. And so I went in and created this. Skippy I had this Latroy. persona that I blogged under Skippy Latroy, who was a a French Canadian redneck, um, (laughs) yeah, long story, not, that's it. No, it's not that long of a story. And so I created the persona under that. And then, uh, at different times thought about, you know, uh, people knew me, but I should change it back. And then uh, working in the treatment field, um, I managed uh, an alumni page for the organization that I was working with 
and there were rules. You can't technically be Facebook friends. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it gave me a degree of separation. So I yeah. kept it and it's. Yeah, those are interesting there. rules sometimes. Those uh, sort of if you weren't friends with them before they came to treatment, yeah. you're not supposed to be after and that sort of stuff. And in this in this day, day and age of social connectivity, it's kind of hard to pull off sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do want to maintain some contact with people. It's helpful to them yeah. and helpful to us, but interesting. Okay, well. I jumped the gun a little bit because we always do, one of the things we always do on the first part of our podcast is new and goods. And so we're going to start with new and goods. And of course, I'm going to start with our producer, the man that runs the show, the guy who gets everything going, the guy who we blame for everything, wow. Sean Denovan. Wow. Sean? New and good. It's What's been, new and good? I don't know. This week has been a, a questionable week. It's gone really? by so fast. There's Nothing that's really like stood out. Okay, just uh, kind of flew by. Uh, met with the contractor yesterday for our house. Wait, you're building a house? We're trying to. Did I know that? Did you talk about that last week? I don't know. It's. it's I, I don't think I knew it, that. It's so a, it's 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 secondary to the motorcycle. So to me, that's new and good. Yeah, yeah. your house is. That's probably so, so that's we, probably true in your life. Your house is secondary to the motorcycle. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, we went out. To, we took him out to the lot site and we said, okay, this is here are the plans we've had for the year. Here's this. Here's that. How much? And? Well, that's not good, so I'm not going to share that part. Oh, okay. But the new part is the that we went out there. getting a new house. But, yeah. What, the but, price wasn't good. Uh, yeah. It's a price. Even compared to trying to buy in this market? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Well, okay, so we, a we, tough we bought the lot for 40 Okay, now he says it's worth at least 150 Just for, okay. Just for the lot. I'm like, so okay. that's new and good. I said, okay, that's cool. So we can, like, flip it, make some money. That's great. But I, I want a house. I want to build a house. And uh, two years ago, I was like, okay, probably about three, three fifty to build the house. We're looking at nothing special. Now we're looking at five fifty plus. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh okay. well, I guess we're moving to Apple Valley in one of those little tiny homes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's the way this market goes, isn't it? Yay! Yeah, well, housing in St. George. Just do it. It they all. It's always a good investment. You drive a Tesla or whatever. I drive a Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, but that's more than what I can afford. I drive a Hyundai Sonata. I know, but that's not a fancy car, my friend. But you, it, I love my car. Okay, I do love it, but, right. it, but it's not a Tesla anymore. I was headed to a Tesla, and I got derailed by my wife, who said. We're buying something cheaper than that. <laughs> but I love the car, so it's okay. So that's my new and good. All right. Hopefully, awesome. maybe maybe next week I might say, yes, we're building the house. Yeah, that's awesome. Uncle Gary died. We left us a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I hope you're okay out there. All right. If there is an Uncle Gary. Uh, Will, we have a thing new and good in All your right. life. Anything new and good? Well, the, the new is I started working for a new organization. That's good. Um, I love what I'm doing. I've always been in either, well, for the last 12 years, been in treatment or in recovery. This is even lower barrier. It gives me an opportunity to reach people earlier. So that's good. Also, do you want to talk about it? Uh, yeah. What is it? So clean the world is the name of the organization. Okay. You can, Oh, I oh don't you got my, recovery I, strong on. I you got had, recovery strong on. I you had, had my, clean the world on. I had my uh, hold it up. I will we hold got it up. Watching. If I can get it there, yeah, don't worry about it. And if I can see it, it is clean the world. It's wash your hands, front, bro. Front of the front of the shirt says wash your hands, bro. 
in the back is our like logo. Shirt says clean the world. And I, I brought a couple for you guys oh, as well. Tell one, me what clean in the blue, world is. One in red. So clean the world. Uh, one of the things we do, we have partnerships with uh, hotels all over the world. And we take, you know, the, like at the Hilton, right. Hilton Garden, you, how often do you use all the soap or all the right. whatever? No, so we, never. T we take the we, unused ones, take the unused, well, even the, the old used unused ones, ones. Okay. the, the we, old used ones. they pay us to haul it off. They okay. collect it. Um, we take the soap, we reprocess it, we sterilize it, we reform it into these nice little sweet these nice little new bars with our logo on it and we recycle the plastic it gives lowers their footprint um, with the reprocessed we send out hygiene supplies to more than 100 countries all over the world oh, wow um, in las vegas in orlando the you know part of that new is on the regional director for clean the world for their fresh start wash and wellness we have um, mobile hygiene units, so shower trucks. We have a 36-foot trailer, four shower stalls. Um, I've got three of them in Las Vegas. I will be over Denver and over Seattle as well. We have one unit each for those. We so go. you say regional manager or regional yeah. director? regional, regional director. manager. So the regional director is, mm -hmm. where's your region? What's your region? So it, right now it's, it's everything west of Texas. Okay. And, and so we have, again, locations in our, the home base, the, the company's based in Orlando. Um, we have Las Vegas. We're just opening up in Aurora, Colorado, okay. and just opening up in Seattle. We take uh, these mobile hygiene units um, into areas experiencing with high, like high homelessness, homelessness and, okay. take them in and give people some dignity back wow. for, for 20 minutes a day. Give wow. them a shower, some hygiene supplies, let them get cleaned up. And again, that's the lower barrier way to introduce them to uh, recovery of life, as well as, you know, uh, there's high incidence of, of, of mental illness coupled most of the time with substance use. So it gives the opportunity to look somebody in the eye, talk to them, treat them like a human being because they are human beings. I think that's awesome. It's a cool mission. We that's don't, what we don't all get to have jobs where we feel like we might help somebody every single day. Uh, a lot of people in the recovery industry do. We, you can feel that way about your job, but man, you really are helping at the grassroots level for sure. That's really a cool, cool, cool opportunity. It, I, How long have you been with them then? Since uh, the middle of September. Wow. Yeah. So this is a month old yep. for you. Wow. Little little different direction for it, you. It, it's it's very, very different. Uh, a lot more hands-on than I, I mean, I was hands-on, but, but, uh, my last position, I was with foundation for recovery previously. The last position was training and activities coordinator. And so I spent a lot of time, um, training other professionals, uh, rather than, uh, you know, I was a certified right. peer recovery support specialist instead of doing the one-on-one -on -one with those people in the midst of substance use, uh, yeah. trying to, you know, seeking recovery. I was training so other step, people. You're a step removed yeah. from actual yeah. people that so are needing recovery. This gets me right like back that. on the ground. I like that. That's super cool. It's been, it's been cool. All right. Well, let's talk about Will Alfin. Well, what was your new and good? Oh, <clears throat> Hold on, I got something in my throat. Yeah. That's not new or good. Um, okay, all right. Uh, new and good. 
I'm down here with my wife. I don't. My wife doesn't come down with me every single time, so that's fun. I always like that. And uh, good. I got a new car, but I think I talked about that a couple times ago. I really like that. Is there anything else that's really good? Uh, not so much. I don't. You know, everything for me is kind of just stable. Last time I was down here, I was a little bit sick and uh, wasn't very good, but I feel much better finally now. So we had a. Uh, we had a, this is not new nor good. We had at one of the treatment centers I work, uh, we had a therapist die from COVID. Like, like suddenly this guy, this is a, you'll know the kind of guy. This is a big, big soft hearted, like bear. Like everybody loves this guy. He was our equine therapist. He was that kind of guy like this. And he um, really, really tragically he has a bunch of kids, and um, he's not a big fan of modern medicine, Western medicine. And so he uh, got sick, didn't want to go to the doctor, didn't want to go to the doctor. Finally, one day went to the doctor and, the, and said, Doc, I'm super sick. And the doc said, you're going to die. There's nothing we can do. Two hours later, he was dead. So tragic. That's not bringing the podcast up at all, but man, just that's that we've been devastated at one of our treatment centers. We had seven, we had seven employees with COVID. We had one die. We had another recovery specialist who was on the ventilator in the ICU at, at Utah Valley for like 37 days. And she's actually going to survive. They gave her a 10% chance of survival, but man, it's been, this thing has just been crazy. It's, it's hit the community here in St. George, particularly yeah. hard as well. Yeah, The recovery community. Yeah. All right, well, let's get away from that bit of sad news, and let's go to tell us a little bit about yourself, your life. We talked about your job, and we'll get, we might get back to that some, mm-hmm. but tell us a little bit about who Will Olfen is now. Oh, now. So, I don't have we ever met? We have at, at uh, a, a couple of the Renaissance Ranch golf tournaments, a okay, right, couple other events, right. uh, I, I think, at the... The fall conference okay. here. I first knew of you through, I worked with your sister mm-hmm. at, uh, at Provo Canyon Behavioral Hospital. And she said, hey, I got a brother that, that's, you know, had some issues with drugs. And I'm like, oh, really? Who is it? She said your name, and I think I already knew it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, it's nice to get to spend some time with you. Yeah, I'm I don't think we've played golf together, so we need D- to Adjacent, that. golf adjacent, like I said. So at, I hit some into of the you accidentally? Uh, well, no. You were on the slot. fairway off to the right, and I hit it over there accidentally, Pro- probably. It, or our balls hit yeah. midair <laughs> on op- opposing. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right, so what's going on in your life? What are you? Tell me about. So, well, how I got here. Um in St. George specifically, uh, uh, about, um, almost 13 years ago, I, my former spouse packed me up and dumped me on my parents' front porch in Washington city wow. and said, he's broken. Your parents live down here. Yeah, they, okay. they did. My, my dad's, uh, my mom's passed away. My dad's okay. up in Provo at a, an assisted living facility. Okay. Um, but she, I got dumped on my, my parents' front porch. I had spent the previous 10 years trying to find recovery, never, never really bought in, I guess, sure. um, was down here separated from everything. And it, it, it finally took hold. Um, I decided to do it, um, had to go and spend another, uh, spend six months in 
uh, the lovely confines of uh, Utah County Jail in Spanish Fork, Utah, with oh. with then uh, Officer Lomax uh, uh, was one of the people very instrumental early in my in my recovery. Wait, do uh, I know Officer Lomax? Uh, Desmond Lomax. Desmond? Yeah, he was he was wow. uh, uh, an officer at the jail. I don't know that I knew that. I don't I don't know him very well. I know of him mostly, and, but. and I know him from there, and then I know him from you know fall conference things and right, and, and right. the community here. Um, but served that time and then just decided to, uh, rebuild my life. I had spent the previous 25 years in aerospace as a, mm. as a process engineer, mm. as manufacturing quality engineer, um, finished out my engineering career. We talked about this on the way over at Young Living Essential Oils as research and development. I'd always landed on my feet and that was part of the problem as I never, you know, I, I could always sell myself back into that engineering industry. Yeah. And so I would, you know, get going, get, a, get a great job, get a better job than I had before. And I, then I'd take over again and two years down the road, I'd have another tumbling out. So, wow. uh, when I came here, I decided to change my, change my life, uh, just change the direction, uh, including your job including my job. The, the first thing I did down here was I worked in the bike shop uh, the first wow. year that uh, Ironman, the full, when they had the full Ironman triathlon here the first year, I got a job working on bikes. And the second job, I got a job working in movie theaters down here as a movie theater manager. After being an aerospace engineer. Yeah. And I just, I just How's couldn't. How's that? What did that do for you? So what it did is it, it, it humbled me somewhat, kind of you know, and it, but it also um, gave me a chance to be me and not have to be, not have to sell anything yeah, all sure. the time, not have to sell the lie that, you know, cause it was the last five years of my career in aero, in direct aerospace, it was fueled by pills and by sure. alcohol and um, I could just be me. Yeah. Um, the worst thing I had to, and, and the worst thing I had to worry about, especially in the movie theaters was burnt popcorn yeah, sure. or a broken film. And that was back before we had, you know, it went all digital. So we had to splice the films, but it yeah. was, just gave me a chance to, yeah. to grow up a little. I, I, uh, so I grew up in aerospace engineering. I was not, that's not what I did, but that's what I thought I was going to do. Cause my, that's what my father did. My father worked for a number of aerospace companies, worked for Honeywell and worked for, oh, there was a few of them that were pretty big. Ball Brothers, which interestingly enough, Ball Brothers does two things. They make glass jars, you've seen ball mm -hmm. jars, and they make satellites. Yeah. Weird. Um, but that's what I thought I was going to do, and I went to school, and I just couldn't do it. I just, like, I, I didn't like it very much, but, man, that's kind of the thing I grew up in. So the other word for aerospace engineer, by the way, is rocket scientist. You were a rocket scientist. That's I. Uh, you were a rocket scientist. One of my coworkers it's at, not rocket at science. Uh, yes, it uh, is. At Foundation for Recovery uh, gave me a a glass rocket to put on my desk just yeah. for, just for that reason. So yeah. so, yeah. and she always says it's not rocket science. And then she, when we'd do naloxone trainings out in the community, she'd say it's not rocket science. And then she'd say that was her segue to me every time. <laughs>
that's funny. Uh, and then you became a bike tech or whatever that job was called. It was just it was mostly selling new bikes a to really bike rich salesman. people. Yeah, I'd never. I mean, it was for the what two weeks prior to the actual Ironman. They have the the setup, the show right here at the the Dixie Center, and just doing that was mostly you know people coming in with with uh, Amex black cards buying. $15,000 bikes. Yeah. Right. And, and so it was just a little bit of tuning, but there's $15,000 bikes. Oh, it's pretty that's scary. A, that back then that's that was, not in, a that was in 2010. Bike. Now, I mean, 22. Oh my goodness. Wow. I once bought a $3,000. You know, my, you know, Mike Keenan. I do ask Keenan how much he spent on his really? last bike. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. Sean Sean has a bike, but it's a motorcycle, and it only costs like 37 cents, I think, total, except $80,000 over the years. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Before I had the motorcycle, I actually had a $2,000 mountain bike. Whoa. Okay, let's go back to 1992. All right. $2,000 mountain bike. Okay, that, that was probably the equivalent a, of your yeah, of your yeah, 10 to yeah. 15 grand bike. It's a lot bike. of money yeah. in 92, yeah. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a high-end. Did that bike. cost more than the motorcycle? I, I, actually, yes. <laughs> the money I spent in 1992, just dollar for dollar, yeah. Yeah. So, Although the motorcycles cost you a whole ton of money since. But the mountain bike is what I... Do you still have a mountain bike? It's still the, I still have that mountain bike. Do you? Yeah. I should, I should ride it. Yeah, more. you should. You should ride it once in a while. Yeah. But you love the motorcycle, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to it's ride a motorcycle. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pedal as hard. Yeah. I know. Like, sure. Yeah. Okay, so we don't have a ton of time in the first segment left, but uh, let's go back and talk about a little bit about your childhood. How, just, talk, just talk about that a little bit. Where'd you grow up? What was your family life like? Brothers, sisters? So I grew up in Spanish Fork, Utah, okay. in the shadow of the Wasatch. Did you? Were you a Don? I was a Don. In fact, I was just checking the the Don football status on Twitter before we on our way over here. Really? You I know, got a notification. So I'm not going to ask you this. This is a stupid question to ask you. But Spanish Fork is more famous for being a baseball school. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They're, they play, they, they, they won play region good football, this year but they're football. but they're definitely a great baseball school. I think they just won region this oh, year. Oh, did they? Football. Well, they're coming up in football yeah. then. Great. So awesome. grew up um, Spanish Fork, uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Eight kids. Um, you have seven uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah. Uh, where Ju where Julie, are you? I am number five. Okay. Uh, Julie is number four okay. or number Ju six, just after. Julie's me. a nurse that I know. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, great. I mean. I look back uh, at my life and I don't see what contributed to what got me in trouble okay. other than me getting in my own way, kind sure, of. Sure. Um, but you can't come up with not, nothing traumatic or tragic no, I mean, in your childhood. Or. Some early childhood trauma that, I mean, I know contributed to it, but it was uh, more, I mean, like three years old and under some early trauma that that only came out later in like that in, you probably don't remember i, I really. don't remember yeah. details of but i had some night terrors that okay. that led me uh, to dig into it deeper after i got into recovery okay how was uh school school was bo i i worked as hard as i had to so you're a rocket scientist is what you're saying I, yeah i just i was bored i barely yeah. scraped through high school yeah didn't just, do a lot of work. No, no. Just yeah, but, a test day kind of a... Grades are okay? Mm, no. Like I said, okay. barely scraped got by. through. Got okay. by, yeah. Graduated. Graduated. Yeah. Um, Friends? 
had lots of friends, okay. uh, smoked a ton of weed. Okay. I mean, that's, that's what you do in Is Spanish that where you war. started? That's, that's where I started. Um, got married early, my first marriage. Um, had some kids. That's when I started working in aerospace, going to school, doing things like that. Um, did you go to college? Did. Went to a few. and Oh, got, tried, tried a few of them, yeah. did you? Yeah, I finished at, uh, at Utah Valley okay. back when it was UVU, UVU at right. the time. Um, Wait, UVSC? UVSC. It, yeah. it, 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 it transitioned right. after. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and worked at the, you know, worked for the same firm there in Spanish Fork, Utah. It started out as Tally, went to Teleflex, Clune Industries. It, it uh, just An aerospace I, firm? Yeah, just okay. thought that was going to be be my life yeah you're you're got it all you got the perfect job you got a family you got a wife mm-hmm. I stopped smoking weed stopped drinking kind of got back into you know the church of my upbringing um and then toward the uh when i was 30 years old uh 28 i had one back injury 30 years old had another back injury um had backs uh had a l5s1 fusion okay. surgery at 30 okay and we're gonna we're gonna take a a pause because we're just about out of time. Uh, join us after the break. We'll have a quick break and talk to one of our sponsors. But when we come back, we got Will Alfin in studio. He's telling us about his life, and we'll get to recovery when we get back. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery. And once you become of the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also gonna help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're gonna give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times. And it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Part two won't include Jared Miller because he's at the Grand Canyon today, which means, of course, the guy that does most of the work around here. Well, Sean does most of the work, but... Damn right! The guy... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I like the injection, though. Thanks. Uh, The guy that does all the work on the uh, the voice of the podcast is now at the Grand Canyon. So it's it's just boring me, but very exciting Will Alfin. And we... Will just had two back injuries in his story. How'd you injure your back? Uh, One. The first one was I was walking into work... There, uh, slip and fall on some, there was fresh snow. That walking is a very hard activity. <laughs> Covered an ice patch and I just oh, went down, wow. had a T7-8 herniation. Oh, man. Um, that one, you know, wasn't. No surgery. No surgery. Doctor said, you know, I'll do five surgeries. Two will get better. Two will get worse. One will stay the same. So I'm like, ah, eh, okay. Just kind of the nature of yeah. it. Uh, the However, other- I don't know if you know this, Utah County 
I know this. Five years ago, Utah County was the most back surgeries per capita of any county in the United States of America. And that's where I, uh, the doctor, good doctor up there is the one who, who performed my... My friend Howard? Howard is yeah. the one. And Yeah, uh, that's a smart guy, by the way. Holy mackerel. Yeah, great, great, great surgeon, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Howard Reichman, if anybody has a back injury, although he's close to retirement. He but is close. He, uh, that's that that's was, the guy. Man. Yeah. We don't always plug years back surgeons, but, I, but Howard's the guy. So the second one, I was volunteering at, at Special Olympics um, and going around tearing things down after the event, pulling up tent stakes. Ooh. I had one stake in my hand, pulling the others up and... They're all coming out easy. I get one and it just sticks. And I kind of did that thing. You're not oh. supposed to lift and twist. And my back, I just felt it go. Oh, I just can make, feel that yeah, when you're yeah. describing it. Ouch. And it just, it shredded, uh, the disc. Um, I was, uh, that was in June. I had surgery in August. Okay, so uh, you have had back surgery. Yeah. I, I had lost 30% of the strength in my oh. right leg. So they yeah. had to get the pressure off. Right. Um, it was torn up pretty good. So fusion, um, the good news there was, you know, the immediate relief happened. I, the, the strength came back. Um, I, I was back at work in a week. I had one prescription of pain medication afterward and I didn't refill it. No problems. Perfect. Um, exactly what you're supposed to do. Just, just what I was, what was supposed to happen. Okay. It was about, what was that experience like though? So was that a, um, was that sort of an exposure to opiates, like a first exposure? It, 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 it was because I, you know, I no, it wasn't. I, the, my first experience, I mean, my mom fed me paragoric as a kid and remember that? Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that's remember that. Yeah. You kids don't know that. Oh, you young man, kids no. don't know that. But paragoric, you could get without a prescription. And it's like... And it's an opiate-based product. Uzo with an opiate right. attached to it. Right. So so alcohol and, and opiates. That, yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah. It's a terrible idea, but... Yeah. Um, it's an early exposure to, to and, and it And, sure. I, and I, I will admit I had a taste for it but back it then. Cal- but it calms the stomach. It does, and it calms the calms the stomach and spanks the brain, if, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, so that was early experience. And then, you know, like I said, I, I started smoking weed early, uh, 14, 13, 14, okay. experimenting with alcohol pills, things like that. Um, in high school? In junior high to high school. Okay. So I had the, I had the taste for it. I knew I did it more recreational than to, it was, you know, kind of what we did, not because of any, in retrospect, I can, I can see that I was doing it to cover up some of that pain, the things I didn't understand from that early trauma, but it was just kind of what we did. And, and as I mentioned, I quit, you know, when I was around 22, quit drinking, quit smoking weed. How old were you when you got married? Uh, I was 19. Okay. Oh, you were young. Yeah. I was really young. Really young. Wow. My, my uncle uh, said, you can, I'll pay for you to go on a mission or, or nothing else. And I said, no, I think I'll get married instead. Wow. And I did. Did he at least give you a wedding gift? He, he, I think he did. Let's not disparage your uncle right here, but he was was probably trying to help you out, but whatever. Um, so I'd cleaned up, but I, but I'd all, you know, when the back injury happened, I had 
kind of put the, you know, remembered, oh yeah, when I took pills and I drank some alcohol, you know, I felt better. It, 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 it made it much, much better. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, uh, so I always had that. That's one of the things that I, I kind of jumped into surgery is like, I'm going to do this cause I can't, I had started to flirt with that again. Okay. Um, and you knew that could be a problem for you. I knew you it thought could. that could be, a problem. I, I thought okay. it could. All right. Um, so, uh, it was about a, a year at, let's see, it was 97 was a surgery, 99, almost two years later, I started having some uh, pain that mimicked. It was on the, they took bone donation from my right hip, uh, to pack in the, the fusion. Yeah. And I started getting some pain that exactly mimicked the pain, uh, prior to surgery not, not right hip pain it was your back pain it was it, it, it yeah it felt okay. i mean the same thing i uh, but i got i went and got tested and it there was no loss in strength so the fusion was still good it was just it was from that it's bone painful. donation site yeah and i okay. uh, started getting pills again and so this is like august to by by uh december of 99 i was fully, uh, at least, um, I was dependent on opioids again. And I, uh, was probably was flirting on the edge of, of tripping over into addiction, but, uh, where'd I, that, where, how'd that line get crossed? You know, like when did that happen that you're coming from sort of normal use of prescribed opiates to more than that? I think it was, it's the perfect storm of, um, this helps the pain, the physical pain. And there's also a lot of stress to get back to work, to perform at the same level, uh, growing family, growing bills, things like that. And I think it was just the perfect storm of this calms everything, all kinds of pain, all kinds of worry. So for a period of time, it helped. It did. It helped did. real pain, like physical pain, mm -hmm. some emotional pain, mm -hmm. and just helped you cope with some of the stressors of life. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge that. I think Absolutely. that a lot of times in in recovery or in the recovery industry, we we don't acknowledge that there is a purpose. They do serve a purpose in people's lives that is helpful. People don't get hooked on opiates because they started out really crappy. Like, yeah. The first opiate experience and for some period of time with normal use, it can be helpful. Mm -hmm. It's helpful it's, for surgery. You almost can't uh, do back surgery without it. I mean, it's, there's a reason it's on the, you know, it's essential medication. Right. Like naloxone, like right. penicillin. These are things that we have to have. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, if I, dental pain is one of the worst things oh, that I can man, think of. so hard to deal with. And, and that's what, that's what used to work for me as well. I, I sure. figured out different ways on how to handle that now, but, uh, it, they work, they're essential, they're needed. I just remember Christmas of 1999. I'm home, got some time off work and I had kind of, there was a doctor that had been supplying me. Um, we had kind of a, a back and forth relationship mm. and he had a problem. He's no longer living. He had a problem. Um, and Utah County guy. Yep. He, uh, I'm not going to ask you. Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, but he, you know, one hand washes the other. Uh, I would get, uh, 
a prescription of Demerol from him, go fill it, give it back to him. He'd give me some of liquid that. office supplies and uh, morphine sulfate, Dilaudid. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere. And he got uh, in trouble and sure. went to treatment. And I ran out, didn't think anything of it. Christmas 99, I'm in bed with the flu. And first time I'm dope sick and I didn't even know it. Right. And you just thought you had the worst flu ever. Exactly. And, and that's when it started to, you know, I'm sitting there in bed sick and then it started to click into my head. Oh, I might have a problem. Yeah. Something's and, going on here. And, sure. and what my head did is the problem that I said is I have a problem that doctors don't the, help. The problem is, yeah, well, the problem is your doctor's not available to give you exactly. the solution. And, and that's what sent me on my way to okay. drive into Salt Lake to go get the supplies that, that uh, are there 24-7. Uh, those supplies are carried in balloons? Carried in balloons, yes. Sometimes, yeah. Can yeah. Go from a mouth to a, a well, balloon to a mouth to your hand. Well, it might have come from somewhere else. Yeah, before it probably it did coming, across the, yeah. coming across the border. For yeah, it come across the border, not in the mouth. Yeah. The other end of the alimentary tract, as we call it. Um Okay, sorry, I got carried away there. I digress. Yeah, I do digress. Uh, okay, tell me about the how you got. Tell me how you met Officer Lomax. So, um, figured I had a problem, um, in and two thousand two, I had you know I'd been going to Salt Lake on and off. I uh, would get pills when I could, oxys, things like that that I could buy off the street, but heroin was much cheaper. Um, couldn't find anybody in Utah County or were you, I, I, what was that? Like why drive? Why I, drive? I wanted the separation, I think, because okay. I knew people, but everybody was going to Salt Lake and I, I wanted to, I didn't want anybody to really know that I was. In those days, the early days also, I think it was a little bit cheaper in Salt Lake, even it, though it you was. had to drive, but yeah. it was a little cheaper in Salt Lake than it was in Utah County. It, it, it was, and it gave me again that a little bit of separation. Right. I, I started driving going up and then um that was my treatment i went to treatment in salt lake because i wasn't going to do treatment okay. in utah county because i wanted that separation because i was embarrassed that's exactly. not why you went to salt lake not no I, I i i went again i wanted to to make it look like i was a normal person okay right sure and uh so to flash forward to 2002 um Salt Lake Olympics. Was that 2002? Yes, I believe so. So I worked the, the Olympics. I volunteered. I uh, worked at Park City Mountain Resort and Sweet. Deer Valley. Okay, cool. Amazing. Really cool. Um, Still have the coat? I do. Cool coat. It, it is. Uh, See I, the bare naked ladies? I did not. Oh. I, I met uh, Mitt I Romney and met uh, Stein Erickson, and Stein Erickson oh, by yeah. far was the most interesting of the two. Oh, so. for sure. Um, for sure, <laughs> but but I I, I so I but worked tell Mitt. worked yeah don't, no, no he doesn't anyway right we digress again but I, uh, I always do um so I'm I'm driving and I couldn't you know obviously I can't be shooting dope at the at the Olympics because I'm going through security all this I'd take some pills with me and and kind of weaning off a bit and um, the Olympics are done and I I have some ulcer issues I go to the doctor to my doctor. He gives me a prescription for Lortab. Hmm. I Perfect decide, remedy for ulcers. It is. And, and I decide to take the whole bottle that night. And hmm. uh, also I decide to go break into his doctor's office that same night. 
And so that was my introduction to Utah really? County Jail. Yeah. I, my, what did you find in his, did you get caught? I got caught, but in I the took. act? After, after the fact? After the fact, because I kept going, I went back like in oh, three okay. times with did the you, alarm going did off. Did you I took the lockbox off the wall. Oh, yeah. Okay. I took their lockbox. It was a, it was Spanish Fork Clinic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Know they know, they know me. Yeah. So yeah. they know that I did it. Um, You've made your amends. Went back, uh, but got caught. But I, I also picked up thirty-two felonies for each of the, thirty-two each of those substances that yes. were in that that cabinet, and that was my introduction to Officer Utah Lomax. County Jail. And over the next um, two thousand two to the last commitment I had in two thousand ten, um, I I was in and out. Met him, went through the the out program. Uh, That's, is that what he was? Was he? He was. He, w- he was. No, he was. He was your arresting officer. Yeah. Well, no, he was. He worked in the jail, so he. Well, he was a like one of the commanders in the jail, okay. so he would go around to different pods, and he did oversee the the out, the out program, program. Okay. as the the county sheriff's liaison. Is that so, your first episode of treatment? That was not okay. Uh, before, so I got out of jail that was bailed out that first time, and I went to Highland Ridge. Okay. Immediately after. When was that? That was, that would have been 2002. Okay. Probably, probably March. Do you remember who was at Highland Ridge at the time? Was it Mike Dussault? Maybe. And Gary Fisher, maybe? Maybe. I don't, I, all I remember is they were giving me shots of buprenorphine in the butt. And, really? Because that that's was, early. Yeah. It was. That's early buprenorphine. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, but that, that was my, that was the first treatment. Then the rest of the treatment was either. So out program on unit treatment is what that means. Um, I, then I, uh, was sentenced to, uh, the DORA program, the drug, Offen- drug right. offender reform act through Utah County and the day reporting center. And, um, 1999 was also my first, uh, 12-step meeting. Okay. And my first uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints addiction recovery program meeting as well. So okay, that awesome has been the found 12-step has been the foundation of my recovery and uh, incarceration was the early um, enforcer of that. Yeah, in that, that usually works. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't it always do, work. It doesn't, That's uh, not true. It, it, I mean, like I said, the last, the first time I went to jail was 2002. I kept going back until... 2010 and it was that so i went in 2009 august i had to go in and got out uh spent six did nine months but did six months on the nine that i was sentenced to and that's when it clicked in my head as uh um i had a there was a gentleman a friend that i knew from the program uh the church program church 12 step that was also on the clergy at the jail and so mm. he could come in almost like client attorney privilege, yeah. come and get me out of the cell anytime. Mm. And we'd talk and he sat me down in the vein of peer support and didn't, not like a sponsor, but just like a friend and said, are you sick of this? Do you want something different? And uh, I did. And that was the beginning of, of me making better decisions and me believing in uh, the recovery process. That you could do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd always, you know, I'd, 
you know, I'd, I'd get all spiritual in jail. And as soon as I walked out, see you, Jesus, I'm good. Right. And this last time, out. yeah, cause I was out I don't and, Jesus. and this last time, uh, it, it was different. I had, it, it sunk in oh, and, good. you know, I'd, I'd lost a marriage, uh, damaged the relationship with my three kids. When was that? Like, when did yeah. you get divorced? Uh, when did she pack you up and dump you on your parents? Doorstep so that in was relation to this whole, that 99? was 2009. So uh, okay. my, my so you'd been, date is, is May 31st of 2009. Okay. So you got out of jail for the last time uh, in 2002 in, in 2010. Oh, okay. That's right. You so said she dumped that. me off. I was on the run that. from probation when she dumped me off. Okay. And so, uh, I, cleaned up, you know, went through withdrawal, all that. I was, I mean, you can't see the scars here, but I'm pretty scarred up from, from IV use and I healed up for three months and then probation got a hold of me and sent me back to jail. Okay. So 2010 was the last time you were in jail. Mm-hmm. Last use was when? Uh, May 31st of 2010? 2009. 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So you've been cleaning sober ever since. Yep. That's a long time. It, it's a, a good amount. Yeah, it is and, good. Every um, amount is a good amount. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's a fair amount of time. But it's just that idea of, you know, that, that friend and he's, uh, Dennis is his name. He had been in recovery for 30, almost 40 years at that time. An older wow. gentleman. He's in his nineties now. Wow. Um, but he treated me like Do a friend. Do you want something different? Yeah. And, and nobody had, nobody had ever asked me that. Right. They said, everybody had said, here's what you got to do. Right. If you don't this, you're going to that. And I'm like, I'm, I would raise my middle finger every time and say, no, I don't have to do that. I think that's such an interesting way to phrase it too. Cause it's not, do you want something better? Do you want so No, you want something different. Different and uh, yeah. life changing. Yeah. And that's, here I am in jail. I want something different yeah. than this. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, the, the idea of peer support. That's, that's where it took hold in my brain as well. That, um, you know, you can go to treatment it's, and, and people always, you, if you work in treatment, you're here, well, you don't know, you've never been here. You don't have to, to be a treatment, uh, provider. You don't have to have that lived experience, but it sure helps. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. It for sure doesn't hurt. It's, it's interesting because my, my previous job, I used to deliver babies mm-hmm. for a living and, and I used to hear all the time, you can't be a very good obstetrician. You've never been pregnant, right? Well, I haven't never will I be right. And I used to argue against that because I've seen some female obstetricians who are just terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all females are terrible, but I've seen some that are terrible and I'm, and I've seen some males that are terrible. I thought I was okay. So I argued against it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I get into this industry and I sit down with patients and if I reveal to them that I have used drugs in the past, all of a sudden there's some sort of instant credibility, which is the thing I used to argue against all the time, but I use it now because sure, I'm going to use it. People start listening when you say, listen, I, I, yeah, I, I have, I have felt exactly like you're feeling. I have you know, laid in my bed and thrown up all over myself mm-hmm. and some other things. And, and I've been that I've done that stuff. So that's a sort of instant street credibility, which is weird. Cause I hated, I hated that concept. And, and, and I, I do too, but I had a, a conversation just on uh, Tuesday at a, a outreach event with uh, Nevada homeless Alliance. And I'm just, you know, we have our shower truck 
there. I'm talking to these two gentlemen and make the connection with the, with one guy it just about reading. And, you know, my mom was a librarian and, and we just, we start talking about things. And uh, he asked me if I, if I was from California because of the surfer hair. Oh, and sure. I, I said, no, this is just my COVID haircut. I usually <laughs> look like a FBI agent. Um, but uh, so I, I get to tell him part of my story. And, uh, you know, again, that, that peer connection is, for me, was getting away from the stigma and the shame of it. Shame is what kept me entrenched in not you know kept me out of recovery and so we're just talking about it and he just he he says um it's amazing i can talk to you about this you've been there and uh it, uh, just a small opening it's just there. enough to get me in there right it's there mm-hmm. it's real um we're close to running out of time but i i want to touch on you have a this this alternate persona you have skippy latroy skippy latroy does a little thing that used to be on facebook and instagram and i don't know if you're still doing it it's much. still there okay i haven't seen it recently i gotta be honest with you but that's my fault not yours it's called it's a just desk warrior carrots carrots, carrots of instagram, of instagram mm-hmm. is the one that yeah. i am most yeah. familiar with Tell yeah. us a little bit about carrots of Instagram. How'd that come to be? What is it? So, it's, I when I first when it's I left Will eating carrots yeah. is what it is. When I first left St. George, I was working at a treatment facility, inpatient treatment facility here. It closed down. I had uh, found another position in Las Vegas. For the first five months that I worked in Las Vegas, I commuted daily. Oh man, that's hard. It, it, it was. It's about two hours? It's Yeah, two hours. Okay. I could dri- drive it a little quicker. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you I, can, but you wind up with, but I got with extra tickets yeah. at the end. But I got snacky all the time okay. and it wasn't, and I would get, uh, I'd get a big bag, the big Costco bag of, of uh, trail mix. And I would, I was killing it like in two, three days. Yeah. And I was feeling it around the middle. By trail mix, you mean M and M's, M and M's, and peanuts, and all that, you know, chocolate and some. And so I started packing the little fig bars and carrots, baby carrots. And uh, as I'm driving, I'd set my phone up, put it on hands free, and I'd just do these little musings or reflections on recovery on my drive. Right. Um, And it, it, it just, I did that for the entire time, and then when I had moved to Las Vegas, I continued to do it. I, I went from, I was road warrior when I was driving, I switched to desk warrior and I just, now basically I do musings on the, I look at the uh, Narcotics Anonymous just for today and and give my musings on the daily reading. Yeah. And hey. talk about recovery. So everybody out there, listen, if you want to, if you want to see Will eating some carrots and dropping some nuggets of wisdom mm-hmm. on you, carrots of Instagram, Skippy Desk Warrior, LaTroy. Skippy LaTroy. I'm there. Well, Will, thanks for coming. We're about out of time. I realized I forgot to do a little tiny thing, and that is the second. I don't think I did the Hilton Garden Inn promo, but nope. the second part of our uh, recovery podcast is sponsored by Hilton Garden Inn. It's always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn. If you happen to be passing through southern Utah and need a great place to stay, give them a Google search. Amenities are great. The pool's awesome. They treat you really well. The staff's awesome. Russ come is a try, good guy. Come try the Hilton Garden Inn. That's where you're staying tonight, mm-hmm. I assume. 
and uh, they'll treat you really well. Anyway, thanks for listening today. Next week, we'll have uh, Jared back, so the podcast will have its energy level higher than my energy level is. But really appreciate Will for coming on. Thanks for helping us with your story and letting us look into your life. And Thank have you a great very day, much. everybody. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.